it going tonight, everybody? We are Run the Real featuring Mike, Terry, Fox, and Dan. And yet again, we are treating ourselves to movies we just want to watch. And Fox, what did you want to watch? Man, I picked Vice for my treat yourself. Ooh, tell us a little bit about it. Well, <laughs> the movie, not your real vice. <laughs> oh, <laughs> let me let me change my hat. Uh, uh, so the movie vice, not my own personal ones, <clears throat> seems to be a loose. Uh, I guess you'd call it like a semi bioptic of Dick Cheney and his rise to power in the government and eventual vice presidency under George Bush by the people who did the Big Short about the 2008 housing crisis. Oh, yeah. That's why you wanted to watch it, isn't it? It is, and we actually watched Big Short in preparation for Vice, because I do love that movie a lot. It is pretty good. Pretty fun movie, too, actually. Not my favorite, but, you know, I'm glad people like it. It was good. They took a, like, difficult concept and explained it in an interesting way. That's what I liked about it. And what did you guys think of Vice? I'm not sure. Same. I was curious what you guys thought, actually. <laughs> it's not the big short, that's for sure. I mean, it tries to be, but it's also very biased. Not that the big short isn't biased, but I think that one did. It's weird, right? Because that one does a decent job of explaining the housing crisis. It leaves out a lot of stuff, but for the most part, it gets it where it counts whereas this one uh <laughs> does not really do that they're definitely setting out the demonized dick cheney and it's not entirely accurate for the most part which is weird since they're billing it as a biopic well i mean at the beginning they even say it themselves like we don't know exactly what happened. We're just going to make stuff up. <laughs> and I'm like, as soon as they said that, I was like, oh, okay. I mean, I don't think they're trying to hide that they're like extremely like leaning in a certain direction with this movie, but. No, no, not at all. But it, I, I take issue with them calling it a biopic and it being so factually inaccurate as it is, you know, like if they want to take it their own way i don't care that's fine but don't label it as a biopic right i mean have they ever labeled it themselves that way though or have like just the watchers done that i don't know well that's why i said semi-bioptic because it's it's a mixture of extreme dramatization <laughs> and some fact <laughs> we, we should say spoilers from here on out too yeah with spoilers coming out but I've i've got a question what is like so um inaccurate about this like what is incorrect almost everything i mean i'm not gonna say everything some things i mean i've i've been looking up a bunch of stuff on it and what i've been seeing is for the most part most of the stuff they do in here is not accurate to what really happened but they're they're basically <sighs> It's weird. They're they're getting the spirit of what happened, I guess, but demonizing it a whole lot more than what really happened. A good example, um, when that one dude publishes an article about him in the newspaper or whatever, and they come to him and he's like, his wife's a CIA operative undercover, and he's like, all right, leak it. It's like, no, that never happened. He never did that. But they're using it to illustrate how he's ruthless and no holds barred and everybody in his way he's going to take down. So that's what most of the stuff has been changed in this movie to reflect that. I think from what I've seen, a lot of things were kind of also taken out of context. Not necessarily like just made up or fictionalized, but the context of what happened is not fully explained. Yeah, like when he orders them to sh or tells them they can shoot down all the planes. That's a good example of that. Cuz that's not what really happened either, but they're they're using they're twisting it to fit their narrative that they're trying to tell, which I mean, that's fine, but 
don't label it as a <laughs> biopic in that point then. Which I'm kind of curious. I don't know about you guys. Like, you know, I know we've tried to stray away from getting political on our podcast here, this sacred place of film and philosophy free of political bias. I will admit I am no great lover of Dick Cheney. But I gotta say, I kind of came away from this movie feeling more like he was just a shrewd businessman than just a straight-up, like, demon who's just evil for the sake of evil. Well, it depends, I'd say, how you look at it, because if, well, the the whole point this movie makes about, like, the, the Iraq war was he kind of, what I got from it is he had a part in orchestrating it to go get oil, because he was, like, an oil CEO. I mean, that's a theory that's been going around since uh, forever, but... I don't know if that is true in the way like there's even a hint of realism in the movie about how that stuff went down. I'd say that's pretty demon, you know, like level there. He's basically started a war for oil to profit. But I don't know. There's also that scene where um, Christian Bale like turns and speaks directly to the audience as supposedly Dick Cheney, I guess. I don't know if that was from an actual interview or what. He was like, you elected me to serve and I did what I had to do, which was make profits off of a war and lives. But I don't know how much of this is true and how much of it's not. So most of it is not true. The the stuff on them, like doing the Guantanamo Bay and torturing people and like going all ham for that. That's true. Like the Patriot Act stuff. Yeah, like that's all legit, but most of the other stuff is not. And it that that makes it weird because coming from the big short, this is obviously the same style. That one, it actually they're trying to explain it to the everyday person and make an entertaining film out of it at the same time. Whereas this one, it's like it's it's so unbelievable at some points, you're like, okay. <laughs> I think the problem is they try to shift the blame to Dick Cheney because I mean like, so Steve Carell's character, Rumsfeld, right? Who was like secretary of defense back in the day, right? So like him and Charlie Wilson, the Texas representative back in the day, you could trace back this whole Middle Eastern problem to them and the funding of like the Mujahideen fighters and what happened there. And I guess they kind of try to link it to Dick Cheney through that. But it's like not all him. There's a ton of other people with their fingers in this very disturbing, irradiated pie. That's big level politics and bureaucracy for you. Well, and I feel like they, you know, I I like to think that George Bush is like the way he's portrayed in the movie. Again, I have no great love for him, but I like to think he's a very nice man who'd be cool to have a beer with and talk about paintings and basketball. But I do feel like all of this blame is put on Dick Cheney and not like anything on the Bush family at all. For sure, yeah. They definitely set out to demonize him in this film and it it shows, which is fine if you're going to do that, but, I mean, they shouldn't be touting it as, like, legitimate. <laughs> I mean, that's what Hollywood does all the time, but still, I mean... Well, they kind of present it as like a conspiracy, it feels like a little bit. And I don't know. I mean, my personal thoughts on this is like we can say that maybe it's all inaccurate, but I don't think we'll ever know truly because all this stuff is so secretive up above us. We only see what the media tells us and, you know, who knows what who tells them the stuff. I think, you know, what, there's that... That philosophical razor, who is it? Is it Hanlon's or Ockram's? Never attribute to malice what we contribute is to stupidity. I do feel like oftentimes people are just wildly incompetent, not evil. <laughs> and that's the problem. Not that Dick Cheney was incompetent, but there's like, like a big scene at the end, right? Is like them initiating the war in Iraq and kind of like tricking George Bush with some what the movie says is fake intelligence. But what we've now heard in real life was just bad intelligence, poor work from whoever, I don't know, the CIA in the Middle East. Yeah, and the movie 
kind of pins that all on like Dick Cheney there too, because he had the the intelligence briefings and they're like, hey, this hasn't been verified. And he's like, I want to hear it all no matter what. We'll we'll never know what happened in those rooms. So it, most of this movie is just, I think, them going off of secondhand accounts, maybe probably not even secondhand, probably like fourthhand accounts or something. Like somebody told somebody that told somebody who will actually talk to Adam McKay and then he wrote it down. There's the kicker right there. Somebody who will actually talk to him. Yeah, I mean it's all speculation. Yeah, like they I mean they they say that at the very beginning, which I think that kind of clears it for me a little bit. Like I don't know enough about this stuff to begin with. I'm not a hugely like into politics or anything like that. Um so I don't really know the facts and the stuff, but as soon as they said that, I was like, okay, so they're just going to say whatever they want and that's like that's it. Like okay, I got it. Like they they warn you right away that they're not like they're just going to do whatever. Kinda they don't they don't do a good enough job and then yeah they have that after credit scene too which what was that it's basically you know all the people in their focus group when they're renaming the death tax and everything they they bring them all back in and they're asking them what they thought about the movie and one of the um I don't remember they get into a fight over it because one of them's a liberal and the other one's the opposite conservative and then, conservative and they get um, into a fist fight and everything and they're basically they're trying to say that hey people are going to watch this and say that we didn't do our homework and that we didn't do all this because it's coming off very um against dick cheney and then the other guy gets mad at him about it so they're basically trying to say at the in credit scene we don't care if you don't believe us or not but we did do the work, and this is what we found out, which, I mean, is kind of like an insult at that point, I guess. It's well, I, I kind of felt like the guy who was like, this is based in fact, didn't really know if it was based in fact. I felt like they were saying, you should go do your own research after this movie, because these two dudes getting into a fistfight is not indicative of, like, everybody's wrong and aggressive in this scenario. I felt like they're anticipating the arguments that were going to come from people watching this movie. Like, and I think they probably did portray it. I mean, comedically, of course, but I mean, you see that kind of argument like online all the time. Yeah, that's very prevalent in today. I, I did not watch that far. Once the credits hit, I turned it off because I was pretty mad. I related more to the like the variant of the end credits where the two chicks were talking about Fast and Furious and how much how excited they were for the new one. I was like, that's me right now. It's like I could be watching Fast and Furious. <laughs> I do think they're self-aware, despite all the inaccuracies. I think they are aware of the inaccuracies and like the heavy drama they create. Just like with the big short, they seemed pretty self-aware that like this isn't how it went but this is how we're going to tell the story. A way I view this, too, is, I mean, if you are holding public office, you are re ultimately responsible for stuff. This stuff did happen in real life. We got into a, a war. We tortured people. We set up the Patriot Act and spied on a bunch of people, uh, pretty much all U.S. citizens. And Dick Cheney and George Bush, in my opinion, should be held responsible for this because they're the face of it all, you know? Regardless if you say, hey, this is inaccurate, it's bad to throw it all on Cheney. I mean, I think in some way they are responsible for this stuff, whether it was them or not. I don't know if like he's fully responsible and took all this, uh, like tried to steal the presidency for himself from Bush. Like, who knows? I'm, we're never going to know if that actually happened or not. Because they had that scene where they were like making fun of Nixon with Watergate and stuff. At least they tried to portray it that Cheney was smart enough to get away with this stuff from behind the scenes. See, that's why I feel like it kind of made him a shrewd businessman. Like, maybe he wasn't really evil, just trying to keep his job. Was what I kind of felt like it made him out to be. He just wants to give his family a good life, although his wife did come across as super evil, and I... Yeah. <laughs> well, they set him up for wanting power. I mean, he's all for going for the president and stuff, so he could just do what he wanted. Yeah, that, what was it called? Unitary executive theory or whatever? That's the big one that's BS in this. Like, of all the ridiculous things in it, that one is like, hmm. 
which is my whole issue with the setup of this. It's like, why even try and pull it off like they're trying to tell facts? They obviously want to make a cartoon villain out of Dick Cheney, and they kind of do in this. And that's fine. You just need to bill it that way. Be like, this is our take on it. None of this is going to be accurate. This is what we think about the dude. Enjoy. I mean, maybe... So this came out in 2018 under an an administration that a lot of people, you know, take issues with. I wonder if they put a lot of stuff in here to try and get people to question things going on currently under the administration of like 2018, 2019. Obviously not now. This would be... I feel like a very differently received film this year. Well, the end credits scene pretty much confirms what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, I feel like they knew what they were doing. I think they put a lot of this stuff in here to maybe try and like light a spark under people's butts. Like, hey, go research stuff, which obviously it did for you, Dan. Like, you went and looked up stuff. I wanted to know because I was like, some of this in here, like, yeah, I don't follow politics because it just stresses me out and I hate it. But some of the stuff in here, I was like, this is borderline comically bad. Not like bad filmmaking, but like he's being comically evil, like Brainiac or something. The logic they're using for it is absurd. So I was like, I don't want to come on the show and be talking about it and not know what's right and wrong in this movie because that's a big point of this film. Especially coming off of the big short, which I also did a little bit of research on just to see because I remember that being a lot more accurate uh, semi-accurate of course it's not 100 percent, and i mean that one is it that one they're trying to inform the public in a fun comical way whereas this one it's like it's this exact same style and everything but this one is so much wrong with it i think there is a difference though with like the big short that stuff was you know it was economics and wall street and that kind of stuff you can like that was all public information that they could go to like experts and deduce it down to what happened what broke where what caused this with with vice a lot of the stuff that they portray in this movie took place in very secretive rooms behind closed doors that was not recorded it's not actual information that people can like cite as fact it was it's all got to be secondhand information or what we see from like legislation being created or like a war happening you know so a lot of this is not information that you can find as facts in places like you could with the big short i would say from about halfway to the end of this movie is about you know pure speculation behind of talks behind closed doors I think the problem, like from a narrative perspective, right, is that the big short is about like an overarching issue of economics, whereas this movie, the overarching issue of like an unjustified war, takes a backseat to trying to pin the blame on one dude. I think that's what really bogs them down, trying to like hit that same high that big short had. They they do that too with big short and pin the blame all on wall street like that's where a lot of people had issues with that one was like they're pinning all the blame on wall street in that movie where as in real life (laughs) there's a lot more to it than just that so but like wall street's like a big you know like who is wall street right that's what i mean like there's like there's one individual very definable person in this movie who is to blame And so we try to make a fake, like, bioptic for him. Like, the whole first part about his, like, sad alcoholism as a youth, like, is that really even relevant to the movie? Like, in the big short, we didn't need everybody's backstory. We just had to know that they were, like, you know, smart economics accounting guys. (laughs) That's all we needed. That's, like, my biggest problem with it, honestly, is, like, if this is going to be about a story about this guy, like, there's not really a story, like... I mean, it's like his rise to power, but there's not really like a character shift or fall. Like the biggest shift we see is at the beginning when he's like, 
okay, fine, I'll stop being an alcoholic, and then he's done. Like, there's no struggle or anything, you know. He fixes himself that way, but, you know, then he just, he becomes the guy he becomes, like, I don't know. There's there's not enough, like, they just jump in time so much, you know, like, they're trying to cover so many things when it's like, we're not getting, like, an actual, like, coherent story, at least for me, and they're jumping back and forth in time. It's just crazy, like, I don't know. Especially since I don't know a lot of this stuff already. Like, I'm not aware of, like, these people they're talking about. And they bring up all these names, and they don't even show up in the movie, as far as I'm aware. And it's just, like, it's weird. It wasn't working for me very well in that regard. At least, like, as, like, a storyline structure. It's a greatest hits list of what Adam McKay wants to pin on Dick Cheney, is what it is. And he sacrifices character and story to do it. Which is a huge shame, because in the big short, you actually had a lot of characters who go through big character shifts and stuff. It's literally just, alright, here's Dick Cheney doing this, here's him doing this, here's him doing this. Along the way, you get a little bit of, okay, he's getting shrewder and gaining more power, but that's not as interesting, <laughs> for sure. You know, I will throw this out there, and semi-defense of Adam McKay, it sounds like Christian Bale had a pretty huge influence over, like, the actual character of Dick Cheney in this movie. I know McKay's big thing is, like, he wants his actors to ad-lib a lot of stuff. So, like, a lot of the characterization is, like, all on Christian Bale, who is, like, in, I mean, that in itself is just insane that that is Christian Bale being that man. <laughs> oh, Yeah. He does a good job, I think. I think he acts really good in this movie. I like his performance a lot. They won an Oscar for the best achievement in makeup and hairstyling this year, or the year this released. He gained 45 pounds and did a bunch of neck workouts to make his neck that fat. <laughs> I mean, it's crazy. If you watch his career from, like, The Machinist to where that dude, like, weighed 115 pounds or something... And he wanted to go lighter. Like, he looks very unhealthy in that movie, if you've never seen it. And then he, like, buffed up for Batman and became this beefcake. And then he, like, got super fat for the American Hustle, wasn't it? Yep. And then didn't he, like, lose all the weight for Batman again? Oh, my God. And then he, like, gained weight for this movie He's he's all over the place. From what I've heard, it is very hard on him, and he's not, like, super healthy as a human because of this. <laughs> it's horrible on you. Yeah, if you do that, it's bad. Maybe he should just, you know, let the makeup people help him because, I don't know, it just seems crazy. I respect him. I think he does a great job, but I don't know if it's worth it, you know. Christian Bale, for sure, deserves all the praise for his portrayal of dick cheney in this because i mean it's awesome i mean he looks just like him too it's nuts how close he looks to him and just his speaking patterns and his low monotone is perfect like he, he nails the character and he nails it so much that at that monologue at the end of the movie it just hits you right there real well and it's it's really impressive, I think. And the rest of the cast does a great job, too. Like, Amy Adams is his wife. Man, she's almost unrecognizable, too, in this. Yeah, I think I had similar issues that I had with The Big Short. I just really don't like the style um, of this filmmaker, I guess. I think they are trying to be comedic most of the time in this movie. And I, I just wasn't laughing. I didn't really think it was that funny. You know, they're doing a lot of like fourth wall break and there's the narrator the whole time, which I'm curious to see what Dan thinks about that. <laughs> but it's just, I don't know. Like when they like start talking in Shakespeare and stuff like that, I'm just rolling my eyes. Like it's just not, ugh, it does not click with me. I thought that Shakespeare part was hilarious. <laughs> I wasn't expecting him to actually do it, but it fits so well, too. It was great. It's definitely an interesting style. Yeah, I, I can see why people wouldn't like it for sure. The The fourth wall breaking, I I found it funny, but yeah, that's that's a personal preference and i i do think it works a lot better in the big short they're trying to emulate it here by explaining <laughs> made up complex political terms <laughs> emphasis on made up 
I mean, the term is real, but the way they use it is grossly inaccurate. And like the time frame, it was like a decade before somebody would write that paper describing it. Yes. Thank you, Fox. He put it much better than I did. But I still enjoyed it when they did it in this. I guess it's because I just like that style that he did for the big short. And on the narrator, I will talk about the narrator since I always do. I didn't have a problem with them in this one just because of how the movie is styled, right? It's like you're looking in on all the greatest hits of Dick Cheney, essentially, and this guy's guiding you through it and kind of like in the biography slash teaching you things way that they did in the big short. So I think this is one of the rare exceptions where it doesn't bother me, really. I think it adds more to the film because without him in there, then it literally is just scenes of Dick Cheney's greatest hits and there's nothing connecting them together. Plus, I thought it was really cool that they tied it into the actual story where he's the the guy who gets killed, basically, and they transplant his heart in the Dick Cheney. That was cool. I liked that, too. I was A-OK with the narration in this movie. Ah, well, <laughs> well, they, well. Act, they actually show the guy, too, doing it and talking to you, so that, that helped out a lot, too. And you can actually see, like how his life is changing based on what Dick Cheney's doing, too. So it gives him more character as well throughout the movie. It grounds it down to he's like the average U.S. citizen, you know, the everyday man. That really hates Dick Cheney. Yeah, basically their lives are intertwined in a weird way because the stuff Dick Cheney's doing, the policies changing, obviously affect him and his family. And then... You know, and some weird twist of fate, his heart ends up going into the guy who changed his life, you know, flip turned upside down. <laughs> you know, from a narrative perspective, I also had no issue, but I did think it was a little cartoonishly villainous that they made him a vet of the Afghanistan and Iraq wars and then killed him and gave his heart to Dick Cheney. That's what they're going for, though, is they're making Cheney a cartoon villain in this movie, which I'm fine with. Like I said, just don't market it and label it the way they do, and then I'm perfectly fine with it, right? So, <laughs> I, I did, I like that aspect of the story though judging it just from the movie they produced i think it's <laughs> it's funny in a dark ironic way which ties in with the humor that he's going for in this movie <laughs> hey so i know we mentioned that unitary executive theory earlier we i think we've talked about it a couple times here but since you mentioned talking about it i guess we might as well throw it into the show and talk about the issue in the movie with it. The way they portrayed in the movie is Scalia tells Cheney about this theory, the unitary executive theory, which is essentially that the president, the way it's presented in the movie, can be a dictator and just have absolute power and do whatever he wants. Yeah, which is... <laughs> it gives you some questioning headlights that come on there. But it says the president gets power over the executive branch. Not all the branches, the executive branch. <laughs> if he wants to fire, like nowadays, right, if he wants to fire the secretary of defense, Congress could intervene and be like, no, you can't do that. But this theory says like, well, he can do that because he should be in control of the executive branch. And it is still currently like an ongoing political philosophical debate over how much power the president has over the entire executive branch. But it is not the like dictator theory this movie makes it out to be. I think that this is where I kind of hinted on it earlier that this movie came out in an interesting political climate. The political climate it, this movie came out in, a lot of people apply that unitary executive authority authority to this i mean john oliver has a very good video on this on youtube you can go watch and how it applies to the current administration and some things that have happened 
that's where it's weird. I don't know if this movie was meant to like make a point about what's happening now or what, like where it's all over the place. It feels like to me because it tries to demonize Dick Cheney. And then maybe it's like, Hey, the stuff that happened then led up to where we are now. And it's trying to make a point about that. I, I think that's what it's doing too, Mike. I, I agree with you on that, but it feels very disjointed especially with this unitary executive theory thing here in the middle. It is true to some extent, though, right? Like, the war in Afghanistan did see President Bush taking some powers and liberties that previously had not been exercised, because, I mean, nobody had ever tried before. And that's why it's like a theory. It's like a philosophical law theory, because it's still being debated how much power a president has and what he can do. So it had, I mean, it did open the door for a lot of court cases, negotiations, like, you know. I think what I mean, despite this whole theory, right, is that Bush wasn't a Vader to Cheney's Palpatine, <laughs> like this movie tries to make it seem. You know, it definitely did open the doorway for some new, yeah, some new powers for the president, or at least powers that nobody had ever tried to, like, take advantage of before. That is true, but... It's definitely not Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, Dick Cheney was a powerful vice president because of all the connections he had when he was in politics for a long time, right? So he was able to have a strong network of people around him. The movie tries to make a big crux out of the unitary executive theory, right? But they have to twist it to their narrative to make it work. Yeah, I mean, all in all, this is a heavily biased movie. Like, it's definitely like a very left winging thing. So, you know, take that as you will. Like, <laughs> I think they even kind of state that a little bit at the beginning. But even if you don't get it from that, you're going to figure it out right away, like watching it. So, yeah, I just wish they would have went full ham on it being cartoony, evil Dick Cheney, because then a lot of these problems that we were pointing out wouldn't exist and it would just be with the poor story structure and connecting tissue and like character motivations even yeah you don't get a lot of that yeah dick cheney doesn't have much in this movie surprisingly besides i'm just going to get more power because i want more power they start out with like an interesting line when he starts working in government when he's like so uh, what do we believe? Like, because he doesn't even know. Like, he has no, you know, personal feelings at all about, like, politics. And, like, that guy just, like, cackles and leaves him. <laughs> He's like, what are you talking about? And I thought that was, like, really interesting. But it doesn't really go anywhere. I guess maybe that's just the statement, like, politicians, they don't really have, you know, that all they, they're looking for is personal gain or something like that. I don't know. But, like, it was just so weird. And I was like, I thought that was going to be a big thing of the movies, like him like slowly adopting all of these like ideas from other people and everything. Maybe that's what he did. But I mean, they don't show you this at all. Like they just skip ahead. And then he's like even higher up and he's the cold, quiet guy, you know, the whole time. And it's even kind of hard to trace how he got there, too, in the movie, which is I would say is a failure from the story perspective. It just seems like, yeah, they're trying to teach us stuff, which sounds like maybe they weren't teaching us the right things from what you guys are talking about. And they're also trying to tell a story, but they can't do both. Like, it's not, they're not balancing it out right. Like, I wish they would have spent a little more time on that what do we believe scene, because I feel like it was indicative of this culture we have now of my team versus your team. So, like, this last election, right, in the context of this review here, this was pretty recent after the last election, and there was a lot more than just president on that ballot. And I gotta say, it was disturbingly easy for me to, like, vote straight ticket. Like, I was like, I don't know what those other guys believe, but I'm gonna vote for my team. And then I got out of there, and I was like... I don't know anything about these people. Yeah. Yeah. Like, what do those people believe? Like, I know what I believe and what I think our team believes. But is that the same thing that these people I just like filled in the bubble by believe? And I felt like they were trying to be like, politicians don't really care about which team they're on. It's a job. And re-election is just winning their yearly performance review. But they didn't explain that super well. Yeah, that would have been more interesting. 
They just keep jumping around. Yeah, they don't spend enough time like ruminating on any of these like things. They just kind of like look what he does next. You won't believe it. And then guess what he does next? And it's just like, but there's some interesting ideas sprinkled in. But yeah, they just don't want to explore it because they're too busy teaching us or showing us things that they want us to see, you know? Well, that's my biggest issue with it is that it seems so disjointed to me that it's almost confusing to understand what the heck their point is. This was like, you need to have all this background understanding of how we got to where we are and who Dick Cheney was. I feel like I needed to read like the Wikipedia article about a bunch of different people before watching this. and I think I would have been able to follow it a lot better. But since I'm not that interested in the yeah, politics, it's like, like, I, I got the gist of it, you know, but like, they are just throwing names around and stuff. And they try to explain some people, but it's just so much random stuff, it feels like. And it's just uh, not very focused to like get their point across. Well, and to be totally transparent to you and the viewer TV, that's exactly what I did was go to Wikipedia. (laughs) (laughs) It's weird because, and this kind of goes to how disjointed it is. Like, and I even had this thought during the film. I was like, this is skating awfully close to being a propaganda piece is how, what it felt like to me, which I'm not (laughs) okay with. (laughs) I just wish it would have been a movie movie and not, you know, which I mean, I shouldn't expect that. Right. And I, I won't judge it that way for my rating, but yeah, it it makes it weird. Here's what I have to say about that though, is I think Adam McKay is, he feels like a college professor a little bit to me as, as a director, because I mean, you went and looked up all this stuff after you watched the movie. Yeah. Would you have ever looked this stuff up if you hadn't have watched this movie? No. Exactly. So he got across what he wanted to to you, I feel like. He wanted you to go read this stuff about it and then form your own opinion. He does it through a very biased movie, but you still went and read it. Fox went and read it too. It just feels like he's presenting these things to us and they're all disjointed but he tries to present a lot to you it doesn't really work very well i don't think i agree with that but he's putting a lot of stuff out there and a lot of concepts and ideas and he's just seeing what sticks with people and will people form their own opinions or will they just go back into you know a school ground politics you know schoolyard politics where it's teams against each other maybe this wasn't the best way to do it but regardless it still did it i I will admit I'm not a McKay fan. I only like the big short out of his films. That's the only one I like, and I hate everything else he's done. <laughs> did he do Anchorman? He did Anchorman. He did He did all those awful Will Ferrell comedies. Talladega Nights is awesome. Step Brothers is pretty good. This feels like a natural character progression for Adam McKay almost, you know? He has all this rage and he displays it through comedy but now he's like but what about drama and satire he's like getting smarter as he goes on at least we got the big short out of him that one i will still say was pretty good (laughs) i am not a big fan of that but it's mostly same reasons i don't like this one I, i i found that one kind of boring too i just it's like for me like these biopic or like historical based on real life stuff, it always has like an uphill battle for me. Like when I see it's like based off a true story, I almost immediately lose interest. I don't know. That's just me. I'm not a big nonfiction guy, I guess. And like, it's like, well, you and then you always hear the arguments. Well, you know, that didn't actually happen. Like, like we were talking about, you know, and it's just like, uh, like it always opens up these can of work. I don't know. It's just, I immediately don't care about that kind of stuff. I'd rather watch something like, you know, fictionalized and still have some interesting ideas and themes that you know maybe i can apply to real life but i feel you tv it's like um i prefer my media as an escapism from real life and when my media starts slapping me with stuff that actually happened in life sometimes it gets a little like too much and gets a little sore for me and i'm kind of like you know stomping around and this is what this movie did to me whether i mean you can say that's good and that's needed but doesn't mean that i liked it you know yeah not to say they're not they're all bad like some usually when i do watch one i kind of like i'm like okay that was actually pretty good but i think it's just mckay's style doesn't click with me the whole fourth wall stuff and 
it's a snarky comedy stuff. Uh, it's just, eh. I think this one was mostly the, uh, like the subject matter was what got me more than anything else. Because I love, you know, like biopics and documentaries and that kind of stuff too. So just this subject matter is a little touchy for me this year. You know, I was going to ask you guys, were any of you aware of this narrative of Cheney being like the Palpatine to the Bush Vader prior to this? No. Nope. All I knew was that he shot somebody. That's the only thing I knew, and they don't even cover that hardly. They don't even, they, it's like a throwaway scene when they do that. I was like, man, that's the only thing I know about this man, and they don't even touch on it hardly at all. I've, like, asked, like, like my fiancé, I've asked my parents. My parents were like, what are you even talking about? The only reason I had any inkling of an idea about this narrative is, like, a Futurama episode from, like, the early 2000s where they're partying at the Head Museum with the heads of Bush and Cheney. And Cheney says something stupid like, I order you as vice president to give that man another beer. And I was like, what? What even is this <laughs> joke? I don't even get it. But I think it is super interesting that even back, you know, even in the days of this administration, people were like making jokes about it. Yeah, and I think part of it is we were, we were young, you know. We were middle school, high school when this stuff was going on. I could care less about politics back then. Right, yeah. <laughs> Wish I could now. <laughs> <laughs> so with that, who's ready for some overall presentation? Yeah, our scale goes from burn it, pass, watch it, or buy it in that order. We all will give a little spiel, and then we try to average out our scores at the end, if we possibly can. So who knows? Will this be a virtue or a vice to us? Mm, <laughs> we'll find out. I got an interesting uh, request in the mail about a couple days ago. It was from the, the, the Cheney estate, and they had a request for a show. And they said they'd really like it if Mike went first this time. So, Of course. If they're listening, <laughs> then <laughs> I think it's only right. Mm, so after I finished watching this movie, I was pretty mad just from, you know, like the subject matter this covered. And I feel like that was the point that McKay wanted to get across. Um, and he got it across, but that doesn't mean I enjoyed watching this. Uh, like we said, it's a lot of stuff thrown against the wall, thrown against you as the viewer. And a lot of it's very heavily biased. But I didn't really want to look up stuff afterwards to like do anything because I was just mad. It's a weird year with politics and that stuff. I would say, for me, this movie is a pass. I could have gone, <laughs> I don't know, maybe another five years probably without watching this movie and been fine. Probably, maybe even the rest of my life. I don't know. I'm just kind of rambling here now. But yeah, for me, I think this was a pass. But I don't know. If you're into these kind of movies, you'd probably like it to some extent. I don't know. Yeah, you know, I've been, I guess, fairly... Not involved in politics, but I do read on them quite a bit, I guess often to my own detriment. And this, you know, ultimately, there's this inevitable comparison to The Big Short. Because up to this point, McKay's only had The Big Short for, like, serious satire, if that makes sense, movies. Everything prior has just been absurd comedies. And this is not as tight as the big short. I mean, this is all over the roadmap. It's so disjointed everywhere. It's just trying to make you dislike Dick Cheney. And I gotta say, I honestly, after watching this and being like, okay, now hang on just a minute and doing my own research, dislike him a little less than when I started watching it. Full transparency. I mean, like I said, you know, I, I'm no great lover of Dick Cheney, but you know what? Maybe he's not the pure evil that I thought he was going into this movie. I'm going to give it a watch, but a cautious watch. You know, with the big short, it didn't really matter. If you demonized Wall Street, the important thing you came away with was understanding mortgages and bonds. You can demonize faceless, non-existent people all day, but this one has a face. And demonizing the character is really irrelevant to our current situation. It won't change where we are going forward. But I think it's a decent movie. I think it gives you reason to investigate some things. 
I mean, it, it does open the door for a lot of dialogue, and I think that's good. So a, a cautious watch from Fox. Yeah, this just really isn't my cup of tea, I don't think. Um, I'm not a big political person. I don't really look into politics that much. I honestly try to avoid it if I can. Um, but, like, Christian Bale, I think, does an amazing job as Dick Cheney. You know, and all the rest of the cast are great, too, of course. But, I mean, it's just the performances are super solid, and I really enjoyed that about it. But the biggest detriment to me, I just don't like McKay's, like, style, I guess, of, like, you know, the big short. I wasn't really huge on that. It was fine, but I don't know. And this one, I kind of got the same vibe from, and I was like, this is okay, I guess. It's fine, but that type of humor just doesn't hit me quite right, I guess. And it seems, I don't know, just a little snarky sometimes. And I actually honestly prefer his older stuff, (laughs) which is weird with, like, Will Ferrell and everything. But... You know, good for him for at least spreading his wings and trying something new. I think I'm going to give it a pass. I don't know. It's not funny enough to be a satire, I don't think. And it sounds like, I didn't do my own research, but it sounds like from you guys that they got he got some stuff wrong. I mean, to be fair, he does give his disclaimer at the beginning saying, we honestly don't know. But, I mean, he does say he tried his best. And, I mean, I think he tried his best to portray how he wanted to betray it i guess he didn't i don't know it's it is definitely a very biased movie so keep that in mind when you watch it you might like it i don't know i just this isn't my cup of tea so i'm gonna give it a pass yeah kind of going off what terry just said there it does have that disclaimer at the start and then it has its little stinger at the end but after watching the movie i don't believe you adam mckay i think you're full of crap I'm sure you did some research, but you are telling the story you want to tell here. And I have a problem with that in the way you label the film and how it's being marketed as a biopic on Dick Cheney. That, that's the one thing you've got to know going into this, that there's two parts of this film. There's the Adam McKay stuff, which is inaccurate for the most part. You can go do your research and look it up if you want. Then you have all of the goofy let's make dick cheney a cartoon villain type of stuff in in the movie and it doesn't mesh together well at all i don't think i really like the big short i think that does everything this movie tried to do uh, 10 times better all the characters are much better in the big short maybe that's because it's based off a book and they had the actual people there to talk to and everything but I mean, just comparing like Dick Cheney to anybody in the big short, they all have much better character roles. You know what their motivations are, and you can see them change and grow throughout the film. Whereas that doesn't happen in in Vice. It's really just he wants to make a cartoon bad guy out of Dick Cheney, but he wants to also say that, hey, I did research and this is what I came up with. No, you could do a much better job of separating that out. You obviously wanted to make a cartoon villain out of Dick Cheney, so make a cartoon villain Dick Cheney movie. Don't even try and pull it off as being legitimate in any way, shape, or form. And I would have liked it a lot better. Going on just the story stuff, it just doesn't work that well. It's the greatest hits of what they want you to see, to try and get you outraged, really. It's almost like a propaganda piece. And it's not connected through the characters at all, really. It's connected through that narrator. And without the narrator, the whole thing falls apart. Even if you don't look at the biopic stuff, it doesn't really work very well as a film. And I think that's a problem. And it sucks, too, because I do like the humor that he goes for in this and in the big short. I think it's it's clever and a unique way of doing things that keeps you interested and engaged, which can be hard to do for financial stuff and politics. And the acting is, like, superb in this. Everybody does an awesome job with their characters. Some are even unrecognizable. I I'm going to have to give it a pass. Like, Putting my personal opinions aside on how you should portray stuff in biopics and how you should label it as your opinion or not and everything, it just doesn't work as a story on its own. It really needs all that 
stuff that McKay's put in there that demonize him, but it it's a weird mix and it doesn't work very well. So I'm I'm gonna give it a pass. Well, there you have it. It was a treat, wasn't it, Fox? It, you know what? I needed to knock it out, and I'm glad we did, and I'm glad we had this episode. The gal and I got a fair amount of discussion, but I don't know if I would have given it a watch if we hadn't paused so many times to like talk about what just happened. I think if I was alone, I probably would have given it a pass, to be honest. It is interesting. I'm not upset that I watched it, because I did enjoy a lot of parts in it, like the Shakespeare part was pretty funny, I thought. And then some of the other stuff was pretty good, too. I just wish it was constructed better. <laughs> it wasn't giving out very misleading information and trying to pull it off as factual. So uh, what what are we doing next week? I got something. I've been in a very uh, sci-fi mood lately, and I've got a an older one that's kind of been on my radar for a while. And I'm going to say, knock it out, and I'm going to force the rest of you to watch it with me. Gattaca from 1997. Nice. I've been meaning to watch this for a while, too. I have never heard of this, so I'm going in with no expectations. I'm excited for Gattaca. It's always sounded kind of fun to me, and I, I've meant to watch more Ethan Hawke movies. i pretty limited on him, you know? He's been in a lot of good ones. But in the meantime, if any of your listeners want to get in contact with us, you can hit us up on Facebook or Twitter at Run the Real, or you can even email us at runtherealpodcast at gmail.com. Let us know what you think about Vice. I'd love to hear your thoughts on it. What do you think? Yeah, is it? Do you like Adam McKay's style? You know, like, do you think it's too biased? Do you think it's a perfectly fine satire? Let us know. I want to know what you think. So, any thoughts you have, we'd love to hear them. So, hit us up. Well, be sure to get in contact with us. We'd really like to uh, hear from you guys. So, hit up the the DMs, slide into those. And um, anyways, thanks for listening to us tonight. We really appreciate it. This is Run the Real, signing off. Mm-hmm.